Hi, welcome to the uh, Homicide Canada podcast. Uh, this is episode 41. Uh, I'm here with Tammy. Uh, she's the co-host and producer of the podcast. Uh, this episode is our August uh, Homicides in Canada episode, where we're going to go through the stats for all the homicides in Canada that occurred in 2023, plus uh, go over some of the more noteworthy ones. Um, yeah, so besides this podcast, um, you we have a website, uh, homicidecanada.com. We usually try to have a page for every homicide. We also have provincial and municipal pages. So yeah, if you want to see how many homicides there's been in Nova Scotia and who was killed, uh, you can go check it out. Um, we also have an email address. I think it's info at homicidecanada.com. And you can email us if we missed a murder. Uh, we're on Twitter, I think, homicide underscore Canada. We're also um, on Facebook and Instagram. I would just go to them and then search Homicide Canada. Okay, uh, let's get started with some year-to-date stats. I'm just going to bring these up here. Uh, okay, so I guess we're recording this on September 19th. Um, yeah, so year-to-date we have so far uh, 426 homicides uh, that we've managed to find in Canada so far. That's 284 males and 100 females, uh, and some we don't know the sex of, of yet. Uh, that projects out to 596, and that compares to the 739 we found last year. Um, yeah, the one thing is, I think I've said probably in previous episodes recently, is that uh, usually like we'll miss a few, and then even into next year we'll find homicides from for this year and that. So the 596 is probably a low, like a low projection, but still compared to the 739 we found last year, like that still like seems like a fairly, like a fairly big decrease in that. So um, yeah. And that works out to a rate of homicide per 100,000 per year of 1.56 across Canada. Uh, I was actually looking at some stats that were kind of interesting. Um, so as I said, I guess, what do we have here? So for the male, for, for the number, the female, sorry, i got to look at this. I got confused myself. But um, so there's 100 so far. That projects out to 140, and that compares to 154 last year. So that's that's pretty close, I think. Yeah. What's interesting is of the 284 male homicides, that's 397, and that compared that projects if we projected that out to the full year, and that compares to 537 in in 2022 that we found. So that means that uh, yeah, there's a lot less um, male homicides this year, whereas. The for women in that, it's and girls in that, it seems pretty similar. So that's kind of interesting. All right. And then I have the provincial stats so far, homicides per 100,000 persons uh, that we projected out for this year, annualized. So as usual, um, Manitoba leads with 5.63, then Saskatchewan with 3.7. Uh, they're usually in second. Then Alberta with 2.17 and third. Then Newfoundland with 1.92. BC with 1.87, Ontario with 1.31, Nova Scotia with 1.3, uh, New Brunswick with 0.9, Quebec with 0.81, and then PEI with 0. Um, and then I have some stats, uh, murder rates per 100,000 for some of the bigger municipalities in Canada. So uh, Winnipeg has is back on top, as it usually is, uh, for number of homicides or homicides per 100,000, the 4.66. Early in the year, Edmonton wasn't was ahead, but now they're in second place with 4.01, so they're pretty well back now. Um, I doubt they'll catch up. Uh, Regina's in third with 2.47, Toronto in fourth with 2.45, uh, Vancouver 2.32, Montreal 2.22. That's a big jump, I think, from last month. Uh, Calgary 1.71, 
Ottawa, 1.65. Hamilton, 1.47. Halifax, 1.27. Mississauga, 1.17. And then Brampton, 0.85. That's pretty good for Brampton. Yeah. um, uh, I think last year they had more, but uh, they seem pretty quiet homicide-wise this year. Okay, so... In August, there were a total of 61 homicides compared to 64 last year, so that is a 5% decrease. There were 47 men, 13 women, and one still unknown victim. Oh, that's pretty good on the number of unknown victims. Yeah. That's been some, some of these months in that, there's been a lot we didn't know the gender of that. And uh, interesting, too, like the August was pretty similar to last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. So we'll go through the youngest and oldest victims we found for August. Um the youngest were three-year-old twins in Notre Dame de Prairie. Um, Notre Dame de Prairie police responded to a 911 call on August 26th at approximately 2 p.m. at a residence on Patrick Street. Uh, on arrival, police located in La Montagne, uh, 46 years old, and his two sons, Antoine and Tristan, who were both three years old, uh, deceased at the scene. Uh, police investigated it as a double murder-suicide. Uh, according to richmond news.com ian had been arrested for harassing the mother of the children just days before the murder suicide uh quebec provincial police declined to offer further details so yeah another it's amazing how many of these uh, murder suicides there are yeah and lots with kids lately yeah yeah oh sorry now it's still Still me (laughs) okay so the oldest that we know is camille mahieu 80 uh, in Montreal, and her death is part of a seven homicide, about seven-person homicide that we'll talk about later. Okay, uh, we'll ta- say here now the number of homicides in August for all the provinces. So Ontario in the lead with sixteen, Quebec with fourteen, uh, Manitoba with ten, BC with seven, Alberta with four, Saskatchewan with three, Newfoundland and Nova Scotia with two, New Brunswick with one. Uh, Nunavut with one, and then uh, the Northwest Territories, the Yukon, and BI all had zero homicides in August. The cities with more than one homicide, Montreal had eight, but seven of those were one occurrence that happened in March, but they didn't declare it a homicide until August. Uh, Toronto had eight, Edmonton had three, Winnipeg had three, Brandon had two, Halifax had two, Kirkland Lake had a, dub- a double homicide. Notre Dame de Prairie had a double homicide. Quebec City had two, and Surrey had two as well. Oh, so Quebec City had two, yeah. They usually yeah. don't have very many homicides. So. No, and funny that they're not connected, just like Brandon. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, Brandon's, aren't connected Brandon's not a very big place, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Murders by type. There were 15 shootings, 10 others, 9 stabbings, 3 beatings, and 23 still unknown. Okay. Uh, yeah. So now we come to the part of the podcast where we're going to go through the more some of the more noteworthy August murders. Um, so this is an interesting one, and obviously a pretty sad one, considering the number of people that died. Uh, Montreal police said uh, the March fire that killed seven people uh, was intentionally set. Uh, Montreal police inspector David Shane announced on August twenty eighth that an accelerant was discovered at the scene of the fire in Old Montreal on Place de Uville that left seven. People dead on March 16th. Um, police said an accidental cause has been ruled out and it's now a criminal investigation. Uh, investigators have identi- identified an area where the fire began. Shane said the building was a heritage site paired with the accelerant could explain why the fire spread so quickly. Uh, the vic- victims were identified as Walid Belkala, 18, Charlie Lacroix, 18, 
Ann Wu, 31, Sania Khan, 31, Dania Safar, 31, Nathan Sears, 35, and Camille Mahu, 80. Uh, Mahu lived in the building while the others are staying in Airbnb, uh, sorry, Airbnb, <laughs> Air, Airbnb units. Uh, police have not commented on if they have any, any suspects. So, yeah, that's pretty sad. Like, obviously, when it happened in that, it was like, yeah, there was a lot of people star st staring, uh, staying in a heritage building where a lot of the units were being used as an Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, it's in I guess the thing is with these types of investigations, the fire and homicide and that can take quite a long time because, yeah, it happened back in March. But, yeah, that's like uh, that's seven homicides. Like, that's quite a lot in that. And uh, it makes you wonder why. Like, obviously, sometimes homicides, people just do them for who knows why in that. But you wonder why, like, somebody would have picked this particular building in that to, to, to light it on fire in that. So Yeah, and I guess when it first happened, they were just blaming it on, like, accidental and, like, the landlord. Yeah, like, it was, an, it was an old building and probably shouldn't have been Airbnb-ing it. And then, yeah. 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 Okay, Toronto homicide number 43. Marielle... Pardu charged with second-degree murder in relation to the homicide of Fadumo Hassan. Toronto police responded to an unknown trouble call in the Shooter Street and Sherburn Street area on August 16th at approximately 12.30 p.m. Police learned that following an altercation, a female victim was seriously injured. Police said Fadumo Hassan, 29, of no fixed address, was rushed to hospital where she died of her injuries on August 25th, and Marielle Paradu, 27, of no fixed address, has been arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Police believe there are numerous witnesses to this incident, and anyone who was in the area of Shooter Street and Sherburn Street on Wednesday, August 16th, at approximately 12.15 p.m., and may have observed any type of altercation, is asked to contact investigators. Um, anyone with information is asked to contact police at 416-808-7400 or Crime Stoppers. Okay, so they, uh, I guess it's probably like two homeless people then? Or? That's what it seems yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one is like obviously all homicides are sad, but this is a particularly sad one. Yeah. Uh, business owner Shirafur Rahman died following an assault after a dine-in dash, dash in Owen Sound, Ontario. Uh, Owen Sound police responded to a serious assault that occurred on Thursday, August 17th, 2023, shortly after 9.15 p.m., in the 900 block of 9th Avenue East. Uh, the victim, Sheriffer Rahman, 44, a local business owner, was assaulted by three Caucasian males who had attended his business and became involved in a dispute connected to the business, which has been described as a dine and dash by several outlets. Uh, the assault took place out front of the Curry House. Rahman sustained serious injuries and was taken to London Health Sciences Hospital where he died of his injuries on August 24, 2023. Uh, the first male is described as being Caucasian, between 5'10 and 6 feet, six foot 2, um, medium build with short dark hair, wearing a light blue t-shirt, black shorts, and black running shoes. Uh, the second male is described as being Caucasian, also between 5'10 and 6'2, uh, medium build with short hair, which is longer on top, wearing an orange t-shirt, black shorts, and black running shoes. Both are believed to be in their mid-20s to mid-30s in age. Uh, police are aware of a third male is described as being Caucasian with lit curly hair, wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and being in his late 40s to mid-50s in age. Uh, the vehicle involves is similar to a gray or blue 2000s model Ford Escape or Mazda Tribute. Uh, we have photos on the website. Uh, anyone who may have further information or video recordings are asked to contact the Owen Sound Police at 
376-1234 or Detective Constable Jeff Bridgman at gbridgman at owensoundpolice.com. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty sad one. Uh, yeah, yeah, the fact like a, uh, like getting killed over like a dine and dash for like the Curry House place. Like, yeah. Uh, that's pretty crazy. So, and it's interesting too. So this is August 17th. We're recording this basically a month later. And yeah, there are, none of these suspects have been found in that. So. Yeah, you wonder, like I know that a lot of people just visit Owen Sound, yeah. but there's not a lot of people that live there. Yeah, Owen Sound isn't a very b- big place, but I guess yeah. in August in the summers, that's where there's going to be a lot of extra tourists and things like that too. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. They haven't been able to find this guy, these guys, but uh, I guess if there wasn't any video in that, then... Could you, uh, there is a video. Oh, okay, there is video, yeah. but uh, is the video very good, or no. is it... Okay, yeah, <laughs> it never right. is. Yeah, no one ever gets buys good video cameras, so yeah. I know, trust me, I know from personal experience, so... OPP investigates a double homicide in Kirkland Lake, Ontario. Ontario Provincial Police responded to a wellness check on Kirkpatrick Street on Kirkland Lake on August 8th. At a home. On arrival, police located a man and a woman deceased. Their identities have not been released. However, their deaths have been deemed a double homicide. Police have not released any further information, but said they're looking to see if the most recent homicides are linked to the July 30th deaths of Amanda LaChapelle and Gabrielle Marikey. Anyone with video footage that may show parts of Kirkpatrick Street or the surrounding neighborhood between August 5th and August 8th is asked to contact Kirkland Lake OPP at 705-567-5355. So, like, Kirkland Lake's in northern Ontario. It's yeah. not a very big place. And so they're saying no. there's this double homicide of the this man or woman, and it may be connected to another dumb, double homicide of a man or woman then? Yeah, that happened in July wow, okay. around the end of the month. So... Like, who knows? They could have happened on the same day. We'll never know, but... Oh, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, like, um, yeah, that's pretty wild for Kirkland Lake, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a very big place. Okay, uh, Edmonton Police Service uh, investigated the discovery of a body in a burning vehicle. Uh, Edmonton Police were called to assist Edmonton Fire Rescue Services in response to a burning truck in the area of 146 Avenue and 25th Street at 12.30 a.m. on Friday, August 4, 2023. Uh, the body of a man was found inside the vehicle once the fire was extinguished. Uh, police said on Tuesday, August 8th, uh, that the medic- Edmonton Medical Examiner completed an autopsy on the de- deceased male and determined that the manner of death was homicide. Uh, the cause of death is being withheld at this time for investigative reasons. Uh, the vehicle, a white Chevrolet pickup truck, was captured circling the Fraser neighborhood between the hours of 11.45 p.m., on August 3rd and 12.30 a.m. on August 4th. Uh, videos of the vehicle and a suspect who was seen running away from the scene can be seen on the original post. Um, anyone with information about the suspect or vehicle can contact the Edmonton Police Services at 780-423-4567. Yeah, just another case of like, yeah, like somebody um, lighting the vehicle on fire and that with the, yeah. the victim inside and that. It's amazing how common that is in Canada, so. Yeah. I'm sh- maybe it's common everywhere. Maybe it's common <laughs> in the U.S. too, maybe in other countries. Everyone yeah. just thinks they can cover it yeah. up. London police lay charges in relation to the homicide of Malik McDonald Mills. London police responded to the area of King Edward Avenue and Thompson Road in relation to a medical emergency on August 9th at approximately 6.45 p.m. On arrival, police and paramedics located 16-year-old Malik McDonald Mills with life-threatening injuries and transported him to hospital. He died of his injuries in hospital. 
Warrants for the arrests of Trayton Hoffman, 18 of London, and a 16-year-old male who cannot be named under provisions of the Youth Criminal Justice Act have jointly been charged with manslaughter. Police announced on August 14th that the previously wanted 16-year-old male who cannot be named and Trayton Hoffman were arrested and the investigation is ongoing. Okay. Um, all right. On to the next one. Oh, a series of young victims here, it seems like. Okay. Uh, a 16-year-old boy was charged with manslaughter in relation to the fatal shooting of a 15-year-old in Winnipeg. Um, Winnipeg police responded to a shooting at a residence in the Jefferson neighborhood on August 5th at approximately 8.15 p.m. Uh, on arrival, police located a deceased 15-year-old boy with a gunshot wound. Uh, Winnipeg police said the investigation revealed a group of teenagers were socializing at one of the residents along with the accused who brought a sawed-off shotgun. Uh, at one point, the accused carelessly pointed a loaded firearm at three of the youths. Uh, the firearm was then discharged uh, to striking the teen. Um, on August 8th, the major crime units investigated or arrested a 16-year-old male uh, of Winnipeg. He has been charged with manslaughter and the following firearm-related uh, offenses. Uh, pointing a firearm times three, possession of a prohibited or restricted firearm with ammunition, unauthorized possession of a firearm, store firearm or restricted weapon contrary to regulations, uh, carrying a concealed weapon, prohibited device or ammunition. So that sounds like a pretty sad case of, uh, I guess, yeah. a kid having it. Although, admittedly, like, we don't really know exactly what happened there. No, so. and, but I want to know where are kids getting guns or the money to get them? Yeah, and, like, a shotgun. That's yeah, a, a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's a pretty sad case. Um, I'll be interested to see if, um, when we follow this case along, whether he'll end up being charged with manslaughter, like at the, the manslaughter charge will stick or not. Yeah, or I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. So we'll keep following it for sure. Kevin Romagosa charged with the murder of his wife, Robin Crystal O'Reilly, in Wickham, Quebec. The Certa Quebec said... Relatives of the couple first called Montreal police on Saturday, August 19th, out of concern for the couple. The body of Christa, Cr Robin Crystal O'Reilly was located at approximately 12 p.m. inside the trunk of a vehicle at the side of Regional Road 7 in Wickham. She was pronounced deceased at the scene. Kevin Romagosa, 39, the victim's husband, was arrested on the spot and taken to hospital for medical evaluation as he showed signs of attempted suicide. Romagosa was charged with one count of first-degree murder and one count of improper, indecent interference with O'Reilly's remains. So, well, it, it didn't end up as a murder-suicide, but no, the guy right. tried, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Crazy. Yeah, amazing how many murder-suicides, like male men on women and children, and that there are in this country. Okay, um, now on to the next one. Uh, so, a 14-year-old char was charged with the murder of a 65-year-old woman in Mount Pearl, Newfoundland. Uh, RNC Operational Patrol Services, uh, Criminal Investigation Division and Forensic Identification Services responded to a residence in Smallwood Drive in Mount Pearl in relation to a report of a sudden death on August 3rd at approximately 4.15 p.m. Uh, police arrived to find a 65-year-old female was deceased inside the home. Uh, police did not release the identity of the deceased or cause of death. However, the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner deemed the death a homicide. Uh, on August 8, 2023, investigators arrested a 14-year-old male at a home in Mount Pearl and charged him with second-degree murder. Police have not released have not released the victim was known to the accused. Uh, 
Investigators were specifically seeking a blue plastic recycling bag that was believed to be discarded in a small wood drive of the surrounding area of Mount Pearl, encompassing Park Avenue on Thursday, August 3rd. Uh, the Royal Newfoundland Constabulary is asking area residents to check their properties, including garbage bins and contact police if you should locate any suspicious items. Uh, investigators continue to seek video footage from CCTV uh, dash cameras or doorbell cameras in the noted area as well. Anyone with information to assist the investigation is asked to call police at 709-729-8000. Um, yeah, that's uh, not often you'll see like a 14-year-old charged with killing a 65-year-old. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they haven't released the, if there's any relationship in that. You kind of got to wonder if that's, if there may be. Um, yeah, usually I find if they're not going to release it, it's because they're trying to protect yeah, the kid's identity. the kid's somehow. identity and that. So, like, yeah, like, we obviously can't prove that, but that's been the case in cases yeah. in the past and that. So it wouldn't shock us that uh, if they're actually related, which is, uh, I guess, even more sad. Yeah. Uh, okay, this one has me as well. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so Daniel Putin or Poulin was charged <laughs> in relation to the death of a woman in St. George, Quebec. Uh, the Sûreté de Quebec announced that they arrested Daniel Poulin on August 14th uh, following a 911 report of a man uh, who was in crisis and armed with a hammer inside a home on 119th Street at 7.05 a.m. in St. George. Uh, Quebec's Independent Bureau of Investigation said police arrived on the scene at 7.15 a.m. and located Poulin breaking objects. Uh, he then set fire to the home and two people were injured in the basement apartment. Uh, police said they were taken to hospital where Caroline Lessard ultimately died of her injuries. Um, Daniel Poulin is now facing a degree first degree murder charge and a charge of arson uh, with uh, disregard for human life. So yeah, another... Uh, Yet another um, arson-related case in that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's pretty crazy in that. So it's also sad, I guess, that they were called originally with a guy with a hammer, and then that ends up happening. Yeah, because I'm guessing it's two separate apartments, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, now we're on to the notable uh, updates and arrests uh, from cases we've probably previously mentioned. Uh, so Malcolm Washington has pleaded guilty to manslaughter after the homicide of Ethan McCullough was caught on tape. Um, so the backstory is Hamilton, Ontario police responded to a report of a sudden death at 94 McNabb Street on February 1st at approximately 9 a.m. Um, according to reports, the victim was located deceased by his landlord. On police arrival, 35-year-old Ethan McCullough was located deceased in his apartment in a pool of blood. Uh, police said they did not believe the victim was murdered within the 24 hours of him being located. Uh, McCullough had been documenting disturbances in his building on his YouTube channel. His channel is still up, and it's linked on our website. On February 9th, 2021, Hamilton police arrested Malcolm Washington without incident on, uh, I guess, the Monday, February 8th at approximately 5.30 p.m. in the area of Sherman Avenue North and Wilson Street in Hamilton. Um, Washington has been charged with first-degree murder and the stabbing death of Ethan McCullough. No further information released in this case before the courts. So we have an update now that, that Malcolm Washington pleaded guilty to manslaughter. He was initially charged with first-degree murder, but that charge was later reduced to second-degree murder. Uh, according to the Hamilton Spectator, um, a video of the murder recorded by Ethan on his laptop was what led to the guilty plea. Uh, in the video, Malcolm Washington forced his way into Ethan's unit and stabbed him three times. 
after being shown the video of the stabbing, Malcolm admitted he was the one who had done so, according to Greed Facts. He appeared shocked after watching the video. He told police he had blacked out during this time due to drug and alcohol consumption. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, a pretty wild case in that. Um, like, yeah. I think the one thing is, is that like, he was uh, charged, ended up ultimately, like he was charged initially with first degree murder and then yeah. second degree murder and then ended up pleading guilty to manslaughter. And basically they have video of him like coming into this guy's room and then, yeah. and then killing him. So I think that that deserves more than a manslaughter charge, but yeah, exactly. Now, I don't know. I guess the, the thing is, is that, um, it's like he says he blacked out on drugs and that and alcohol, but uh, I don't know. Even still, does that mean that you can just get a manslaughter charge for you like just go just, get drunk? Yeah, get drunk get and, th and then before it, you kill someone and then get a manslaughter charge instead of a first degree murder charge. Yeah, like can they even prove that he was high when he did that? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's kind of like I I don't. In some ways, I think this is kind of pure. Um, well, maybe not pure, but I think this is kind of like prosecutor laziness. Mm. And also, I think probably kind of the victim was kind of marginal, too, because, like, I think that, you know, if the victim was someone who was, like, wealthy or maybe a yeah. young white woman or something like that, then I think that in the same case in that, then the prosecutor probably would have went after, like, first-degree murder in that. But yeah, uh, here they're just like, eh, who cares about this guy? Because he lived kind of in more of a, if I recall, it was the his, he lived in kind of a pseudo-rooming house in that, which yeah, well, there's I, a whole bunch of craziness going on, so. Yeah, I guess it would have been, like, it's above a bar, so it's yeah. just rooms. So maybe in the old days, you rent a room if you yeah. get too drunk at the bar. <clears throat> but it does make you wonder, because some of his videos on his YouTube are, like, yelling at certain police officers in Hamilton, telling them to do their jobs and stuff, yeah. which is kind of crazy, but yeah. I don't know. It just seems fishy. <laughs> it do, Yeah, it does seem strange. And the fact, and the other thing too is, is that, you know, you know, I can see sometimes you, you like accept a manslaughter plea because like, uh, it's like, there's not a ton of evidence. So maybe you're like, yeah, you're kind of like, okay, well, we'll accept the plea in that and but, like, the guy had video on his laptop of the guy coming in to kill him. Like, yeah. how much more evidence can you really have in that? I guess you could have had, like, a, a witness in that, but, like, even who recognizes him. But even still, like, uh, like yeah. witnesses could lie. Like, the videotape's there. Like, the guy comes totally. in his rooms and, and just starts attacking him and that. Like, that's, uh, I don't know. How is that not first-degree murder? Although, I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe, maybe if you're, like, say you're blacked out, maybe that can't be first-degree murder anymore. I don't know, so. I don't know. I feel yeah. like. But you're not blacked out because you can move. Yeah, and if I recall, he came. Didn't he come from? Another, I think there was a report he came from a different apartment. Yeah, he came from his girlfriend's apartment. His girlfriend's something. apartment, and that. So, so it wasn't he like, knew what he was doing. Yeah, it wasn't like he came from like the, the neighboring apartment. He came from some other apartment building somewhere else, and that. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm. If I remember correctly, in the post from the Spectator, it also said something about how <clears throat> his girlfriend said that. Ethan had walked in on her in the bathroom. So if he remembers that, yeah, and that's why he went over there to confront him, then you're not blacked out. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you that. wouldn't so, remember anything. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty. I guess the one thing is, is like it's kind of. I think there's a statistical trend. Like it's pretty rare to get first degree murder now. In, yeah. For any homicide in Canada, we should really track it whenever we get like the. Maybe check all the homicides we know when there's a sentence like this and then see what percentage ends up being manslaughter, second, first-degree murder, NCR, like not guilty because of insanity or whatever in that. Because, yeah. like, yeah, first-degree murder, it seems like 
it's getting rarer and rarer for it to be end up being first degree murder in that. So. And I mean, if he's in for a manslaughter charge, he's not going to be in there very long. No, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. The difference between like you know, for first degree murder, like the minimum is twenty five years. Yeah. Manslaughter. I think there's. I, I think the minimum might be two. I could be wrong about that. But yeah, I, because we had another case I think last year where someone was out on a manslaughter charge and killed someone else right away. Yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah. It's it's uh, it's. You kind of wonder about these sentences. So. Three men charged in relation to the 2022 homicide of James Vernon Gribschnit in Cornwall, Manitoba, or Cornwallis, Manitoba. Police said human remains were discovered in a trunk of a burnt-out 2007 Honda Accord on October 13, 2022, in Cornwallis. In December 2022, James Grishbet was reported missing. In January 2023, Gishbet was identified as the victim through use of National Forensics Lab. RCMP also knew at that point that his death was not caused by the car fire and was homicide. On September 11th, three males were arrested for his murder. Redstone Wamdiska, 28, was arrested in Headingley Correctional Center and charged with first-degree murder. Joseph Lindsay was arrested at Stony Mountain Institution and charged with first-degree murder. And Christopher Kultip was arrested at Brandon Correctional Center and charged with second-degree murder. So all these guys were already in jail for something. And and all in different jails. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty wild. And yet, yeah, another case where somebody like, yeah, was like lit the car on fire in that. So, all right. So we'll go on to the next one. Um, so an update on Wade, Wrenchfren Wade Frenchman was charged in the 2021 Christmas Eve North Battleman, Battleford, Saskatchewan deaths of Alyssa Smith LeCane and Daphne Bear. Uh, here's the backstory. So North Battleford RCMP responded to a report of a house fire on the 1000 block of 108 Street in North Battleford on December 24th. 2021 at approximately 4 p.m. Uh, police arrived to find the North Battleford Fire Department already on scene. Uh, once the fire was extinguished, police fire forwarders located two deceased women. Uh, the victims have been identified as 25-year-old Alyssa smith lacane from North Battleford and 20-year-old Daffy Bear from Sweetgrass First Nation. Uh, RCMP said as a re result of a continued investigation by the Saskatchewan RCMP, the deaths of the females located after a fire at a residence in North Balford are considered homicides. Uh, autopsies were completed December 29, 2021. The cause of death will not be revealed. Uh, and then the update uh, on September 5th, 2023, uh, our Saskatchewan RCP charged an adult male in relation to the double homicide. So 31-year-old Wade Frenchman from Muso Min First Nation is charged with two counts, first-degree murder. Section 253, Criminal Code in relation to the deaths of Alyssa Lacane, 25, and Daphne Baird, 20. Uh, yeah, so yet another fire. Um, yeah. It seems pretty common. It's yeah. becoming remarkably common in Canada in that to, like, kill someone and then light it on fire afterwards, like yeah. the scene in that, so. Okay, this is another Hamilton homicide update. Three arrests have been made in Hamilton's first homicide of 2023. So here's the backstory. <clears throat> Hamilton police announced on March 24th that they were called to the area of Sanford Avenue North and Acorn Street at around 4 p.m. on the report of a shooting. On arrival, police located a 53-year-old man suffering from gunshot injuries. He was pronounced deceased at the scene, and the victim has been identified as Robert Baberstock. 
On March 27th, investigators learned that the suspect involved in the shooting of Robert Baberstock also sustained a gunshot wound to the leg. Shortly before 4.30 on March 24th, Hamilton Police and Emergency Services attended the Red Rose Motel at 553 Queenston Road on the report of a man with a life-threatening leg injury. Um, investigation revealed that the injury to the leg did not occur at the motel. Hamilton police have arrested Luke Williams, a 38-year-old man of Hamilton, for first-degree murder charges. On June 1st, Joseph McGrath, 32, was arrested in connection with the investigation and has been charged with robbery with a firearm. On September 5th, 2023, investigators arrested Justin Baberstock for manslaughter in connection to this murder. Investigators believe that there believe one remaining suspect there's one remaining suspect in the murder and they have not released the relationship between Justin and Robert. Okay, but they have the same last name. Yeah, so chances are they're related somehow. Yeah. It's like Baberstock Barberstock or whatever it is, it's not Smith, so like it's yeah. like probably they're related somehow. Yeah. Okay. Uh and then we have one last one. Um, charges were laid in relation to the 2019 uh, Dieppe, New Brunswick, um, suspicious, uh, suspicious deaths of Bernard Salnier and Rose Marine Salnier. Uh, Kodiak RCMP were called to a home on Amaro Street in Dieppe on September 7, 2019, where they discovered the bodies of 78-year-old Bernard Salnier and 74-year-old Rose Marie Salnier. Uh, Sergeant Police Pierre Sajan stated that both deaths have been deemed suspicious but there isn't an active threat to the public. Uh, police do not believe this is a random occurrence. Uh, on September 7, 2023, Jansen Brian Baker of Moncton, New Brunswick, was charged in Moncton Provincial Court with two counts of first-degree murder. Uh, he was already in prison pending court proceedings on several other matters and was remanded into the custody of Corrections Canada and is being held at the Atlantic Institution Maximum Security Prison in Renault. Uh, okay, so yeah, another... And we don't, we don't know any relationship thus far with them that no zone. okay all right uh okay so that concludes our 41st podcast um we'll be back soon i guess with uh, the september homicide podcast um so our website just to reiterate what we said at the top uh our website is homicidecanada.com so we try to have a post for every homicide and we also have like web pages for all the provinces and major municipalities for their homicides that occurred during this year and previous years uh, our email is info at homicidecanada.com. You can tell us if we missed a murder in your municipality or province. Anything else you'd like to, you want to say? Uh, our Twitter is homicide underscore Canada. Our DMs are always open. Uh, Facebook searches at homicide Canada, uh, and it should come up. Also Instagram. So yeah, until next time. <laughs>